0: Elite can help you do the same. Enrollment is open as of Monday, November 27th, and it closes December 8th. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash
1: Elite. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by This Is Bracket Racing Elite. If you're ready to take your game to the next level, who better to lead the way than our own Luke Bogacki? Check out This Is Bracket Racing Elite today. In addition, today's podcast is presented by Racing RVs. Based near Dayton, Ohio, Racing RVs is your source for quality new or used trucks, motorhomes, and trailers. Whether you're buying, selling, or trading, make racing RVs your first
2: call. So you can prove them all Only thing that matters is Welcome to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast with Luke and Jed, introducing your hosts the multi-time world champion cool hand Luke Bogacki and the golden voice of drag racing Big Jed Jared Pennington. Hello
1: everyone and welcome to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast with Luke and Jed. I'm Big Jed Jared Pennington. He's cool hand Luke Bogacki. Thank you for finding us wherever you find your podcast and allowing us to be a small part of your day. The Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast will be a weekly review of what's happening or what has happened in sportsman racing. Luke and I will be talking about all of the hottest topics, drivers, and events in racing today. What's going on, bud? It's all you, Big Daddy. I didn't win the last time I staged this week, but, well,
0: I don't guess you did either. You probably raced on Sunday, but but you came back with a a lot better weekend than I did with the, the Big W at Huntsville. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it?
1: Yeah, it was, a, it was a good day at the racetrack, obviously. Anytime you get that last win light, it's a good day. But showed up uh, late Friday night, missed Friday's 10 grander in the million-dollar warm-up at Huntsville Dragway, presented by Huntsville Engine. And come out Saturday and just had one of those days, you know, everything seemed to go right. And I ended up getting that final round win over our, our great friend, uh, Brian Robinson from BTE. And it's always a tough out to get by Brian, so if you if you get that... When, no matter where it comes in the program, you feel like you've done something, and getting a $10,000 check to go along with it felt pretty dang good, Luke. I'd imagine. I'd imagine. And you were part of the
0: infamous Collins. I saw a little bit on Facebook Live. We'll talk about that in its entirety a little bit later in the show. Jed, as most people would assume, this uh, episode is our Million Dollar Race Preview. As we record this, it is way past your bedtime, well past <laughs> my bedtime, on a, a late Wednesday evening, watching them wind down the uh, the 64-car shootout here from the third floor of the tower at Montgomery Motorsports Park. But uh, we've got a, a big show on tap. Again, we're going to preview the million, talk a little bit about this great event. We're going to talk with the man that won the first million-dollar race. 22 years ago, we'll be joined by TJ Tracy. In addition, we'll get to some results from last weekend, NHRA national event in Dallas, divisional event in Reynolds, Georgia, the race that you were at that we just talked about, the million-dollar warm-up at Huntsville, and again, we'll uh, we'll go over those, uh, those call-outs. From Huntsville and and get down to the the nitty-gritty there. Break
1: that down a little bit. Can't wait to talk about that.
0: (laughs) But as always, always. let's Let's kick things off, Jed, with the Seabird Performance. Who's
2: He's on fire! It's time for Who's Hot in Sportsman Drag Racing. Seabird
1: Performance, Who's Hot? Seabird Performance is now offering engine and carburetor packages. This week's featured package is the Pro Series Bracket 441LS Next. It is a 750-horsepower LS-based small block built with reliability and longevity in mind. It's got a dart block, trick flow heads, vacuum pump, coil packs, and optional Siebert Performance carburetor available as a package. Contact Luke Siebert at 785-286-6813 or check out SiebertPerformance.com. Luke, we've got some hot drivers to talk about who's hot.
0: Yeah, we got to give a little honorable mention here, shout out to basically everyone involved in the Mosier Engineering Cummings Motorsports team. We almost went with Slate Cummings here, was a winner in super stock and a semifinalist in stock eliminator at the Dallas National Event. And that just continued what's been about a, I don't know, six week long tear for uh, Slate. And at the same event, his teammate, quasi-teammate, I guess, Brian Haram, drove Brother Britz Dragster to a Super Comp runner-up, which was his second national event final in his many appearances within the last three weeks. So both of those guys are above lukewarm, right? Absolutely. know that they're quite hot. And we're going to go a little bit off the beaten path here, I guess, with this week's Who's Hot? But we're going with somebody in my neck of the woods. This week's Siebert Performance, Who's Hot, is going to go to Jeremy McKaigie. Jeremy, at least in our part of the country, very well-known Killer bracket racer. But he had an incredible day last weekend at the Super Chevy show at uh, up at Gateway... Mm, Is that Gateway Motorsports Park or Gateway International Raceway? I get confused. It used to be one or the other. I think it's Gateway Motorsports Park. But there, Jeremy, at least to my knowledge, debuted to him a Vega wagon that they had just recently purchased. And in the same event, won Super Pro, which is obviously a delay box-assisted category, Pro which is a no box class, mm-hmm. and the six oh heads up class, which is obviously a pro tree six oh heads up. Basically three completely different forms of racing. Same car, one day, nineteen consecutive round wins. If that doesn't get you a super performance who's hot, I don't know what will.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Amazing performance. Obviously Slate and the whole Moser engineering team, tremendous effort there as always from those guys. But You think about Jeremy, you're leaving on the top, you're leaving on the bottom, and you're hitting the pro tree in the same car. That sounds maybe easier than it is, but it is extremely difficult to come around each time and get control of yourself and know what class you're running and how you're set up. And to do it at that level was uh, very, very, very impressive. And coming off a a great performance at the 10 Tuck a couple of weeks prior and then getting it done and all those categories at his home track, just excellent performance by Jeremy and uh, definitely worthy of the Seabird performance, who's hot title this week.
0: Yeah, without question. Jed, as we mentioned earlier, we're here. We're at the big show. At yes, we are. We're at the million-dollar drag race, Montgomery, Alabama. I have been coming to this race every year since 1999. My first million was right here. I watched Sherman Adcock beat Dominic Balducci in the final round. Haven't missed one since and and can't see missing one in the foreseeable future. This is one of the races that really gets my blood pumping. You are a a part of this event, not only as a racer, but uh, behind the mic. Yes, sir. Share with us a little bit from your perspective, how big a deal this is.
1: Well, it's, um, it's obviously the, the epicenter of what we do and what we love, the, the million-dollar race, having 22 years behind it, has is, is got more attention than any race I guess I've been a part of. No offense to anybody else that I work for, this is just a, the longevity of this event has created something here that I thought was, I guess, unimaginable. You know, 600-plus cars last year. This year, it's another incredible car count. It's going to be way up there. I don't know what it's going to be, but it, it's big. It's a big... I'm, having trouble finding a parking place out there. I got to go do that when we're done here. But Luke, with social media, the, obviously the internet being as strong as it is and, and as, as relevant as it is in everybody's life, nothing that I'm a part of seems to get the attention that the million-dollar drag race gets. And you see it on your Facebook news feed. As you hear the cars going into the water box here, we're, we're down to 3 in the shootout
0: yeah we're about to get a huffer burnout you got i'm sure we'll hear yep. the blower burnout here
1: yeah all three of these uh remaining cars i don't know who's out there but all three of them are getting an entry into the million as a result of them making the semifinals of the shootout there's that
0: huffer burnout
1: for yeah you. it was you ask yourself how can you get down to three cars in a 64 car shootout where they had some tiebreakers and they got 65 cars that they couldn't decide a tiebreaker on so that's how it fell to three but instead of keeping that extra entry, they did a random draw to get the fourth entry. And then they did a random draw for two more entries just because they wanted to say thank you for the great car count. So sorry about interrupting what I was saying, but just an amazing amount of attention this event gets. uh, Those who are here are excited to be here. There's an atmosphere unlike many other events you go to and Everybody I see that isn't here wants to be. So it, it's it's the million, and it definitely has everybody's attention.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll talk later in the show with TJ with Tracy, but I don't imagine there is anything TJ could do racing-related to make it to where when people heard the name TJ Tracy, they didn't think winner of the first million-dollar race. You know what I mean? It's like it, that, that Something that just follows you for your whole career, and I guess to some extent for your whole life. Pretty neat stuff. And Jed, to your point, Uh, I haven't heard an official count yet, car count. By the time that this episode airs, there will probably be one floating around on social media. But at this point, all I can tell you is that it's a lot. And that's only an estimate. (laughs) The the, 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 Montgomery Motor Sports Park (laughs) is full. It's approaching max capacity. I have a feeling that this will be the largest attended million yet. And maybe it always feels bigger than it is. But this place just
1: looks full. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, as I said, I'm having trouble finding a parking spot out there, having just arrived in the last couple of hours. And it's not to the level that the Jake Summer Door Car Shootout was a few years ago when you had to get on the internet and say, if you're not here, don't come. <laughs> but
0: Well, it's it not, is. they uh, just have a lot more room outside the gate
1: than we do in yeah. Benton, Illinois. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> but it's busy and it's going to be a, a well-attended event, but nobody's upset about it. Everybody's excited to be here and be a part
0: of it. Without question. Jed, before we get on to the rest of the show, this is probably a little bit early in the show for this, but President and Company excluded one pick to take home the big check Saturday night. Who you got a feeling about? Who you rolling with?
1: Well, I'm going to stick with my pick. Uh, Brad Pleward uh, is doing a Calcutta uh, online and um, I picked Peeps Pennington to win the million and I'm going to stay with that pick. You always got to stick up for your Penningtons, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I Pennington should win this. Probably shouldn't be Peeps. It should be me, but uh, <laughs> we're gonna go with Peeps just in case I don't get it.
0: Well, I did hear this morning that Peeps has been has turned his program around. It's it's more fun oriented. He's having fun doing long burnouts. Wow, in the right good frame of Peeps. mind. Yes, yeah, so he's been doing long burnouts and turning on wind lights. That's always a good combination. I did. And I, his- I, I put new tires on the on the buggy today on my Charlie Stewart race cars, racing RVs, Corvettes, so I, all I needed was an excuse to do a <laughs> by-God burnout on my, uh, on my time him? run. I held it in the water for a good three count, and then I burned past the tree. Wow, under the, power. I, yes, I believe it was the best burnout i ever done, and then proceeded to go for 78 in the buggy. Come on. Air is good in
1: Montgomery, folks. Air is good. Yeah, I've seen a couple of Facebook pictures of wheelies that wasn't planned. Big Jed's going with the tight package in the morning. <laughs> I got I got a little work to do before I make my time shot.
0: We've heard that story before, Jed, and then we've seen pictures head high. So be careful what, you, yeah, this, careful
1: what you got tuned up there. This time I'll nail it, I promise.
0: My pick for the record, and I probably sound like a broken record because I picked this guy a lot. But if you've paid any attention to what Kevin Brandon has done the last two months, he ain't won much, but he has made sick runs. And that comes around at some point. And what better time to come around than Saturday night? KB is my horse.
1: Yeah, that's a really good pick. KB's uh uh, definitely a great option anytime. So uh, you're right. I've caught a lot of his runs that he's come up short on. They're really good runs, just getting bad breaks. So he could be due. It's a great pick, Luke. We'll get to the
0: results from the million dollar race warm up at, uh, at Huntsville a little bit later in the show, but let's be honest. Nobody cares about that. I mean, we're happy yeah. that you won. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, whatever. But we really want to know how this call out thing went, because as you said last week, if you're not in there, be the first one in stirring the pot, egging everybody on, but Jed, you were in there. how had that
1: yeah. shake down? So, uh, Friday night, we, uh, big group of us went out and ate at the at the steakhouse. And, uh, you know, I got there about eight o'clock Friday night. So we're talking about the call out and I've had a decent few weeks. So part of me thought, you know, I might could make the call out, but part of me thought I was just jabbering like I do most of the time. And I was telling them, okay, so if I'm not in the call out, I'm going to be Facebook live and I'm going to be egging them on. And, you know, I'm going to be watching, but if I get to call somebody out, I'm just going to have everybody line up from two to eight and say, you know, which one of y'all thinks you can beat me? And every how many raise their hand, i just pick the one out of that. You know, I was talking really big. (laughs) And I said, if I'm getting called out, I'll just tell them, look, guys, this is an easy target. If you want some, get some. Just come on, you know, kind of Jason Lynch on them. Let's, Let's do this. So at 16 cars, I get the wind light and it fell exactly 16 and eight, which was pretty cool. So that gave a full call out effect, if you will. So I get my ticket when I get to the ticket booth and I see I'm 008. So I'm immediately getting, you know, a little anxiety now cuz I got to call somebody out. I'm 008 and there's 8 of us left, so I know I'm going to be on top half of the field. So we roll around for the the call out and I ask Bones what number am I? He says you're number 5. Oh, wow. So 008 good for 008 gets you number 5. So now I'm like a little bit pissed, you know, that I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna get to call somebody out, and I'm gonna get called out, and I'm just double o eight, and you know everything. Car's going dead on, so I have to live up to all the talk that I that I did at the steakhouse, and um, I just step right in there and tell them. I don't know if, if anybody caught that on video. No, I, I really hadn't. Yeah, I haven't seen the video honestly. So. I don't know, but I believe it was, uh,
0: it was either Danny Weaver or Brody Quick. One of them went live with it. I, I got okay. to get, get, check that yeah.
1: out. I'm right from Next Gen, so I just stepped right in there and told them, "Boys, I mean, we all just sitting here acting like, you know, we we don't want to race each other. We everybody's being nice." I just said, let's go. Let's get it. Who's going to get some of this? Pick me out. I said, only four of y'all beat a 008. That's pitiful. You know, let's, <laughs> let's get a, somebody. Pick me out. And let's go. And then it happened. <laughs> I was called out. Now, my question here is, who does Johnny Ezell think he is? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Johnny Braggart, right? who does he think he is? Yeah, he was two, take 31 to be 2000 under, <laughs> And I was teen and one above on the rug thinking that the left lane was fast but it was slow (laughs) so he got him plenty of strap and i'm not talking about what he asked for jed who do you think he is (laughs) not talking about about johnny but he did call me out and uh i peed a little when i was called out by johnny Ezel. but there was no good choices up there but all in all luke it was uh it was pretty dang cool it really was. The whole call-out thing and, and picking who you run and getting well, 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 picked.
0: There, there's more to this story. I didn't get to see the semis. Now, obviously, I'm assuming
1: Oh my you, goodness, you, you're,
0: you're not in a position to call out with the 13 in the semis, or were you?
1: I was not in position to call out in the semis. I was uh, the number three seed. It was uh, Wes May. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Robinson was number two, and Galitti was number four, leaving me in three spot. So... When we pull around there, Wes may, when I pull around, Wes is sitting there and Brian and I were parked together. We're good, very good friends. So we're trying to figure out how we can avoid running one another and maybe make the final together. But I'm feeling like that's not going to be a, a good option because I'm thinking Wes is going to call out number four and leave Brian and I to run in the semis. So we get down there and I'm I'm asking Bones, what seed I am I? And he says, you're You're three, and when I figure out everybody's seed, I'm saying, well, okay. So, Brian and I probably fixing to get matched up. He said, no. Wes said he wants number two. He said he didn't even know who it was, didn't care who it was. He said, I want the next baddest man besides me in the semi, so bring me on number two. That's who I'm getting.
0: I can only assume that the theory behind that, like, I don't know about you, I'm more comfortable racing somebody that was, like, just perfect than somebody that was just eight, ten, something like that. Like, what's the odds you're going to be perfect again? You know what I mean? like Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if there's anything to that. That or like the, the old Scotty Richardson theory is like, hey, man, he was just 20. He's about to be red. It's amazing how often that's actually right. Too.
1: Yeah, you do see that quite often. But nonetheless, Wes did uh, pick number two. He stayed with that pick. It was Brian. Brian got the best of him. I think Wes went a couple of thou red on him. And then Galitti went a couple of thou red on me and the next pair and Brian and I faced off in the final and he called me out in the final.
0: Uh, <laughs> he, he
1: went ahead and made it official. You know, I, I got called out three times. So actually, I guess I didn't, I was left paired with Galetti and semis, but nonetheless. Yeah, called
0: uh, out Galetti. What are you yeah, talking I
1: guess about? Yeah, called him out, but Brian called me out and uh, he did get his lane and Stuck me over in the left, and I just made another decent time shot. I was 13, dead three. He was 10 and scrubbed a break just a little too much and let me get there a few thou. And I went like, come on. JJ was very excited, and as was I. And uh, it, was, uh, it was really cool. The call-out thing was great. Bones actually had it scheduled for Saturday only. We talked about that on the last show. And then he changed it because it was getting so much attention, like last minute. He changed it to all three days. Uh, after the event he said uh, he's going to go back to just saturday call outs he thinks uh, he don't want it to get stale or get you know lose attention so he wants uh, he wants to go back to saturday only but the interesting thing about the whole event was Galidia made all three call outs oh wow he made it to the quarterfinals or better in every every day so that was a good deal for him
0: there was like a horse costume involved one day was was that uh, the day that you were in or was that the yes day
1: that was Saturday. And yes, he did get out of his car. He weaved up through everybody and took his car all the way to the front of the line when he come to the lanes and uh, got out with a horse head on. And um, he took his little cigar up in the horse's mouth. So he was he was having a good time with it and uh, letting everybody else enjoy it as well. So it was pretty cool. The whole atmosphere was really cool.
0: Yeah, I can't say like I watched it live and I can't say that I completely understand the horse costume and the the lit cigar seems like a fire hazard. But it did add just from the optics of it. Like it was fun more fun to watch. You know, I mean you got a you had a horse calling somebody. I think be? it was a horse on the pole, was he not? Was he a little qualifier? I mean, it was just it was good stuff.
1: It was. It was a lot of fun. It was a, a great idea by Bones and Andy and the folks at Huntsville Dragway and had a great event, really good time, and uh, hopefully give me a little momentum to come in here and get after some of y'all for all this big money we're racing for.
0: Yeah, you got two wins in as many weeks. Might as well make it three.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't uh, I'm looking back in the show notes right now on the who's hot, Seabird Performance, who's hot, I don't, <laughs> I'm looking for my name. I don't see it anywhere. You know, I did beat Adam Davis in the final foot break the week prior and Brian Robinson in the Super Pro final for 10 grand the week after, but you know, maybe that doesn't qualify. I don't know. I don't know how this works. Consider this your honorable mention. (laughs) <laughs> i'll take it and, and happy to have it
0: <laughs> other results from uh, huntsville brad young texas brad young my former yes. uh my former golf partner brad young drove his little vega to the win over the aforementioned west may in friday's opening 10 grander and then sunday the event concluded with austin sloan getting the ten thousand dollar win over frankie denton jr that was the bread in the jed sandwich that was a uh, big jed getting the saturday win over brian
1: robinson When Austin Sloan got me fifth round um, in in Sunday's race, I was well on my way to collecting another check, so good for Austin. They say it's supposed to feel good to get beat by the winner, but it doesn't.
0: I agree. I have never really fallen mm. in line with that theory. Mm. I, I think it sucks just as much as losing to the guy <laughs> yes, sixty the next round. So, <laughs> NHRA Tour made its way to Dallas last weekend for the Fall Nationals. Sportsman classes saw Shane Epperjesse get the win in Top Dragster over Wade Pennington. Top sportsman was Greg Lair over Aaron Philpot. Super Comp was Big Head. Craig Anderson over uh, the aforementioned and Craig's good friend, Ryan Harum driving the uh, Cummings machine. Super Gas, another who's hot candidate, red hot Tommy Phillips, got his uh, second national event win in the last three weeks, this time in the 990 category after knocking off Jerry DeBusk. We talked earlier about Slate Cummings, got the super stock win over Pete Peary. And Stock Eliminators saw Tomcat, Thomas Marlowe, get the win over Tex-Mex, Jeff Lopez.
1: The all-nickname final there. Uh, some familiar winners there in Dallas, so great job by those guys. Luke, the Lucas Oil Series was in my neck of the woods. It was in Reynolds, Georgia. We saw Top Dragster with a tremendous final round.
0: <laughs> yeah, between, this is sick.
1: Yeah, Corey Farrell and Lauren Freer. Corey leaves perfect in 2,000 under. Lauren is leaves one on the tree and 3,000 under, so... Both of them show two on the track.
0: Yeah, um, just because it makes the story better. I don't know who crossed the finish line first, but let's just say it's Lauren. How about one take nothing? No good.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a <laughs> heartbreaker. And Lauren's been driving extremely well. She's hot yes. uh, as well in uh, top dragster and super comp. But top sportsman was Tracy Barnes over Sean Morrow. Super comp was uh, one of my guys, but he was my super gas pick. Rusty Cook with a win over Greg True. As you're about to hear some cars take off, oh no, gets timed out. A final round timeout right there, but he's still going to the million. Whoever that is, Luke, uh, as they're running the final of the shootout. Did I did I see that right? Did he get timed out? You think, or did it back out of the lights? I believe he got timed out. Looks like a timeout, but it doesn't matter. He's going to the million anyway. All three of those cars. Is that your boy,
0: Thomas Holly.
1: Oh man. It could have been. I, was I can't. a small really... tire
0: Camaro dialed six twenty. Whoever it was had two timeouts against him in the last three rounds. Don't oh, see wow. that every
1: day. No, that's rare. <laughs> so back to uh, Reynolds' results. Uh, Rusty Cook, as I mentioned, got the win over Greg True in Super Comp Super Gas. Was Jeremy Mason, I think, debuting his Chevy two Super Gas car. He debuted if I remember. At,
0: uh, at Indy. He got best engineered car, but I believe okay. this was his first divisional
1: event appearance in it, and
0: drove it to the victory in Super Gas. Okay.
1: Yeah, over the always tough Jim Perry. Super Street was Scott Steiner over Matt Weston. Matt, a very familiar face there in the Winter circle. Uh, As he takes the runner-up. Super Stock was Aaron Allison over Ronnie Courtney. Aaron coming down from uh, Indiana, getting his win. And Stock was my buddy Jeff Harrington, getting the win over a good friend of ours and Lindsey Brand, uh, formerly Lindsey Cramsey, and now married to Michael Brand, so uh, Harrington and, and brand good friends and he takes the win over her in the stock category
0: yeah good to see Lindsay in the final I believe that one was decided by a thousandth of a second too when I was looking at the results was a real tight final between Jeff and Lindsay Big Jed let's pay a couple of bills and when we come back from a couple of advertisements we will speak with the winner of the inaugural million dollar drag race the one the only TJ
1: Tracy stay tuned if you want that money
2: be out. and if you want that truck,
1: Racing RVs is heavily involved in sportsman drag racing. They headline the NHRA Top Dragster and Top Sportsman Series. They sponsor all of the SFG Promotions events, including the World Series of Bracket Racing, the Super Bowl of Bracket Racing, and the Powerball event. Racing RVs sponsors racers including Austin Williams, Disco Dean Carnes, and our own Luke Bogacki. And they present this podcast that you're listening to. In short, Racing RVs is invested in sportsman drag racing. So when the time comes for you to make an investment in your own RV or trailer, we encourage you to support the company that supports sportsman drag racing. That's Racing RVs. They do it all. New coaches, used units, financing, trade-ins, consignments, you name it, they can take care of you. Visit online at RacingRVs.com. In addition to Racing RVs, this week's podcast is presented
0: in part by This Is Bracket Racing Elite. How can This Is Bracket Racing Elite help you become a better racer? Three ways. Number one, we have experienced instructors, myself included, for you to model. Now, personally, I've made just about every mistake you can make in this sport in my 20 years behind the wheel. You can learn from them rather than doing it the hard way, making mistakes yourself, trial and error. Modeling can significantly accelerate the learning process. Number two, we'll provide the appropriate trainings, drills, and exercises to enhance your game. Now, you've got to do the work, but we provide the tools. And number three, best of all, the group provides accountability. We don't just suggest what to do. This is Bracket Racing Elite members will motivate and challenge you to follow through. Elite is essentially its own check and balance. If you want to reach and expand your potential on the racetrack, This is Bracket Racing Elite can help. Check us out at thisisbracketracing.com
1: all right guys as promised we have a guy that not only has won a million dollar drag race which is part of an exclusive club this guy is the very first winner ever of a million dollar drag race in 1996 million dollar champion first one ever tj tracy tj glad to have you joining us tonight Man, it's uh, it's an honor to have you. You know, we uh, we talked about who we we're going to have for this uh, for this segment, and uh, Luke named off a couple of million dollar winners, and it was actually Luke's idea. I thought, you know, it'd be really cool to have TJ as the twenty second million. Be great to have TJ as the first winner. He's you've been to. We're talking off air. You've been to now nineteen of the twenty two, I believe. So, man, it's really cool to have the first one ever here. Um, you know, first things first, get started by asking. How did it feel? I mean, it was an amazing day. I remember seeing it, hearing about it, but how did it feel to actually be the guy? I
2: think when you're caught up in the moment racing, it's, you're, you're in the zone. So it's, it's the next day. I think that it really affects you when you wake up and it's like, is this This a a dream? Start asking yourself, you know, (laughs) it takes a a few days for it to really sink in. That really happened. Is I was fairly new to the bracket racing world at the time, so it wasn't like I had an established record of winning big-money big money. races. So yeah. I think I won that 10 grand just a few weeks prior at Memphis was my first big-money race. And then that kind of, I guess, gave me the confidence to go on and try right. this big race in Huntsville that they were promoting the million-dollar race. And nervous as I was to get into it, I, I did get into it uh, through – really a lot of help with a lot of friends and stuff, contributing and, and backing I me, mean, just put together a little package deal that uh, if I won, X out, you know, kick, about, sure. kick back to friends and so forth and family, and it just worked out. Yep. So, take, take us up. back
0: in time a little bit, TJ. This is 1996, and you said you were fairly new to the big money bracket racing scene. Obviously, the million-dollar race had never been done, didn't really probably know what you were getting into, but, like, in terms of your uh racing program and career uh, obviously anybody that wins this race this weekend it's going to be a monumental change but i can only imagine at that point not only did that kind of put you on the map name wise but it's a
2: lot of money yeah. yeah a lot of money and uh actually, actually i went I to that, that race borrowing a friends dually the trailer because i i had a <laughs> race car but i didn't have a dually or a trailer <laughs> so i had raced that year borrowing tony noto's rig and um so it, able, it made me where I was able to buy my own truck and trailer. Um, of course, the, the confidence now at the, to start competing at the level of, with everybody in these big money races. So it was definitely a big change. It uh, established for my business and stuff. I guess it gave me credibility amongst other racers and, and people that didn't even race, just the, the credibility of winning a race of this statue has carried me twenty
1: two years later. Yeah, obviously you you're being the first one ever, you're you're gonna go down the history books and, and be known for that. But I'd like to hear a little more about how what changes you've seen from that winning that first one, and being the first ever winner, you know, obviously social media and those things wasn't uh present at the time. So what kind of changes have you seen in the million dollar drag race, TJ?
2: definitely we're, we're picked up a lot more cars i know in the million that year we had 159. uh i don't remember how many cars were on the grounds but probably four 350 400 i'm, I'm guessing so, so we've picked up a lot more cars obviously through the years uh which of course the purses increased with the car count so that's that's pretty crazy um what was the advertised purse that first year the, you know like what's your check say on it what well, the yeah. 175 is what the, the winner get, yes. Um, and then the um, – I, I would think the other thing nowadays is it's got to be way tougher because everybody is so killed. I mean, with the LED lights coming in place somewhere along the line, it's tight reaction times, the cars have gotten to where it's just everybody's running for number. We're back that – I remember we would shoot for a 20-package, you know, We'd be in <laughs> trouble with 20 pounds. <laughs> it today, get you too so. <laughs> so it's definitely changed. But um, overall, I mean, the sport's still done the same way. I mean, everybody is, is having a great time today, just like we did back then. I, I, I think, uh, like I said, that race, nobody really knew what was to be expected out of it. it. Seemed like we had a bigger crowd as far as spectators back then, being the very first one. Yeah, I'm sure. A lot of and
0: I guess just as a kind of a testament to how much things have changed in what feels like
2: a pretty short period of time,
0: like roughly, what were you dialed that first million?
2: I was run 552, I believe. 552. Wow. something. Yeah. Which was probably one of the quicker cars. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I don't recall... I don't
1: call anybody in the force. Wow. That is, yeah, I right man. I
2: Underwood in the Yeah, I remember growing up, uh, like in like, Texas, Texas, Texas. I had a plaque in a town 2nd. Yeah, yeah I, I can see that. Somebody in the late 90s, so one that comes to my mind is Randy Falcom's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 499 and his old polka dot looking dragster he had at the time. Mm. So, see, like, wow, wow, you know, wasn't um, in the fours, where now if you're not in the fours, just about don't even know. take it yes. back a little bit because it's I think the first one of these
0: that I attended was actually here in '99, and, and, and uh, I know Dave wasn't at the first one. No. Taking back to, to that time, nineteen ninety six, Huntsville Dragway. I remember when George Howard came out and announced the flyer for this, like I thought it was nuts. I think most people the same way, obviously he had enough name recognition and respect among the racers to pull this off, but as you said, I'm not real sure what you're getting into. Like what do you remember what the thought process was coming into the event?
2: For myself, um, i guess like i said i had the confidence of winning that race just prior to it and you know i haven't really been involved in a lot of big money races so i didn't know much about what to look for or expect mm-hmm. i guess so you know i grew up more in the nhra world my dad being a super racer so that was that's kind of where my world is surrounding for the most part but um i don't know going into it um we ran the first day, which then it was just a three-day race. Friday we had a ten grander, and everything went well, went smooth. So we jumped up Saturday, put the money in it, and you know George always stood behind what he said. So it wasn't really a worry of George doing what he claimed he was going to do, and, and he did. He followed through. A uh, matter of fact, I, I remember something about the car count. It was supposed to be like a hundred fifty thousand, a hundred seventy-five. But because one of the flyers was misprinted, they he actually honored the misprinted flyer and paid it 175 instead of 150.
0: Yeah, now I remember years ago before Randy took over and George passed the million on, the the common refrain was always, George makes so much money off this race, and my comeback was always... That man guaranteed a hundred thousand dollars to win in nineteen ninety six when nobody had heard of anything like that. You know, what I
1: mean, Yeah, yeah. great point. We
2: Yeah, a
1: yeah, that's where it's supposed to work for sure. Uh, TJ, t- you know the the million split gets talked about every year, and on social media, it's nowadays it's it's a something a very hot topic. Take us back to that first million dollar split discussion. Not the numbers; that's none of our business. But what I'd like to know is, that, like you knew, you were racing for an amount of money that you'd never raced for before, maybe not, maybe not ever again. And,
2: uh... We were at eight cars, so we had an even number of eight. And I will say, I remember, uh, I, I was lined up with, uh, oh, shoot, I'm drawing a blank. Danny Bessinelli was hanging out with him, So, Danny kind of took charge of the, of the split. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I hate that. I can't remember her name. Uh, sorry, if uh, you find out, I'm drawing a blank here. But... Uh, Danny, and, uh, and it was pretty straightforward at the time. Danny came up and said, look, let's just go 37 eight ways. You know, oh, shoot. we threw Everybody threw up our hands up, except for we had uh, one or two guys at the time that they didn't want to go for it. So, uh, Tom, uh Oh,
1: yeah, the red rocket. Yeah, yeah right.
2: And uh, so me and Robert, you know, we made an agreement with one of those major final. We did our little personal thing. And, uh, fortunately, I think uh, he went red on me, and, and I come back at uh, 4 well, of course Passnelly now he comes back up here with a new plan and, <laughs> uh, sweet number for everybody you know, one guy that just uh didn't want to go for it and i had him kenny in the semi so me and kenny you know made a deal between the two of us no one of us for sure going to a final and, and uh unfortunately i got past kitty so uh, final i had to run toby barnes and me and toby he was not the guy who was not willing to split, so me and him made our split. And it all, he went red, and because I didn't have a real good package in the final. So uh, it, it all worked out. I was actually very lucky, throughout like, the whole day. Cause my car was up and down, and I uh, didn't have a ton, of, of course, figure it out. wow ended up having like four or five. So, uh, wow. I hung in there, didn't wow. I was able to fix it. I was able to
1: <laughs> so the split was at eight cars then in the very first one. And then nowadays you see it at uh, 16 plus. It's, you know, 20
2: car. Yeah, that so much. Uh, there's been a couple of times I've been fortunate to get in at the 16 car range and yeah. still get, you know, a decent little paycheck out of it. So
1: What's the closest you've been since 96, since winning it?
2: cars uh, in Memphis, late 2000, somewhere, I guess. Okay. Uh, well, before we let you go, why
0: don't you bring us up to speed just a little bit. Tell us about your current operation, what you've got here this weekend, and how are hoping to uh, kind of repeat 22 years later? Yeah, 22 years later,
2: I need a repeat. Uh, the last two or three years been a little rough for me racing, but uh, I'm running a, a Danny Nelson, a 2010 Danny Nelson uh, Racecraft Dragster, uh, owned by Mike Lacey. A good friend of mine actually owns the car. Uh, I just kind of keep it, maintain it, and do all the, the work on it. And uh, I've got one of my motivation fuel injection systems on top of a little B&M street blower, actually, just a little 509-inch motor, 80, 89 pounds of booze, just trying to keep it simple and keep parts alive and still make decent power. And um, so I'm real pleased with the combination, so maybe a little luck, and if I can uh, figure out how to drive one of these cars, again, try to be a candidate of, <laughs> Two years later, that's
0: over a full second faster than what you were going at the original Huntsville race. Correct? Yes. <laughs> yeah,
2: definitely. going 440s, 440, 4, 444.
1: I ran a little bit ago. Wow. Well, TJ, uh, we appreciate you coming on and joining us. Uh, we, we're for those that don't know it, we, we've said it before already. But we're live here at the Million. I, I say live. This is a recorded show, but you're hearing cars in the background. They've got their shootout going for uh, entries into Saturday's Mickey Thompson Million. Uh, we're keeping you up late. Uh, we appreciate you accommodating our terrible schedule that we've got for you right now. No
2: it's not too late for y'all to load up and get out, get out here and
1: enjoy the races. Yep, yeah, absolutely. I'll be hearing this on Thursday, so folks need to get on out here. It's going to be a big show. Real quick, before we let you go, we uh, we always have a few little rapid-fire questions that we want to ask. Real quick question, looking for a quick answer, uh, just to kind of get to know you a little bit better. You up for it? No, i All right. So... You're obviously a, a guy that's uh, had a lot of success in bracket racing and, and, and drag racing in general. But if you didn't drag race, if that wasn't the hobby, what would be the hobby?
2: Well, I said golf oh. until my recent three years, I've gotten in the dancing.
1: Wow! Now that is getting to know you. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> what type
2: of dance? Uh, <laughs> dancing? Ballroom and, and particularly like
1: West Coast swing. Cool. cool. That's really neat.
0: Uh, I, since we're Got kind of a 1000000000 dollars podcast uh, episode. I'll keep it on the million front. I know you've only missed a handful of them or a couple of them over the course of the 22 years. The million has gone from Huntsville to Montgomery. We had a year at Atlanta, several at Memphis, uh, one at Muncie, and uh, and back to uh, Montgomery. I I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect here because I know Memphis is home, but Huntsville's got to bring good memories. What's your favorite
2: million-dollar race venue? Well, I say Memphis is a great facility. It's got plenty of room to host it. So I, and I know the track so well. But it is hard every time I go back to Huntsville, which has been a while until last year's first time I've been to Huntsville in quite some time. And it almost puts tears in your eyes when you roll back in the gate and, you know, just the memories come back, the feeling comes back. So, yeah, it's going to be hard to pass up the feeling that you have in Huntsville for me. Yeah,
1: I'm sure. So you let us know you're into dancing. This fits right along with the next question. Obviously, there's music involved in dancing. When you really want to just crank a song up to, to get you going, whether it's at the racetrack, on the dance floor, where? what song is it?
2: I like so much different kinds of music. Um, I don't know that I have one song I can just spit at. Yeah. Um. <laughs>
1: It could be a genre if you if you just prefer that.
2: Yeah, when it comes to racing, I'm more into rock, of course, dancing. You know, there's better music for dancing, so sure. I guess with, with that, um, one song that kind of sticks with me quite a bit, and I cannot – there again, my horrible memory. I can't remember the name of the song or the band. <laughs> but it's a rock and roll song, so it kind of gets me <laughs> when, I, when I'm racing and um, – uh, you can't name the song in the bank and Can you sing, sing it? It? <laughs> yeah, <there> you <laughs> that? Good. I, had, I had a weekend in, in Hattiesburg where I won two tenths back back on the same day. Uh-huh. And that was a song I was playing to myself through that day. And it's just kind of stuck. So, Ooh,
1: I'd play that one a lot.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of I ain't playing it in a while, it sounds like, because I
1: can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it. Uh,
2: um, dragster door car. Another tough one. I got my little Monza that I really love. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they both have their time and place, it seems like. I guess I'm going to have to say I've had better luck overall in the Dragster, so I might have to say the Dragster, but Mm. I sure love my Monza. (laughs) <laughs> of course, she's sick this week, so she didn't get to make it. So. Oh. Well, you know, have a couple of guys that have door cars that they're pretty
1: partial to. Consume, so you don't yeah. Fine,
2: have like, them. Oh, it's <laughs> tough. You know, I've had good luck with tough sportsman races. Mm-hmm. You know, fast door cars were fun there too. So. Yeah, that's another tough one. I I would be upset if you told me I couldn't drive either one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I that's the okay. Line. Fair answer. All right, TJ, last one. You you won the very first-ever million-dollar drag race in 1996. What was the celebratory meal? That matters a lot, you know.
2: Well, it was late when we got out back in. We didn't stay at the racetrack, track. Very few of us did. I think we all stayed at the Holiday Inn. Yeah. And it was so late getting out of there <laughs> the air. pretty bad. It's down and a lot of beer. <laughs> The Waffle House on the way
1: home. Great Great answer. That's where you celebrate a big win, the waffle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One more before we go. Jed and I are going to weigh in with our million-dollar predictions, but if you can't, obviously you're betting on yourself, but if there's anybody on the premises that you got a feeling about, one pick to to walk away with the big
2: check Saturday night. Wow, there's so many people. It's really on fire this year. It's hard to put you out of the picture, too. Well, we'll just exclude, let's exclude but present uh, company
1: completely, then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know I just got included in that just because I'm associated. It's, it's okay. <laughs>
2: I don't know why, but I've had a punch here. And I don't know why, but I, I'm not so sure Troy's going to join his brother's repeat. That's, That's never
1: a bad He's on fire right now.
2: All guys capable. I can do it. Anybody's capable of <laughs> so. But There's a lot of guys. It's really, really hot right now. So it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be exciting. I hope I'm too busy racing to watch. I can maybe watch it on the computer later. But uh, if I do, I do it go early, I'll be having fun rooting on everybody else. Awesome. Well, TJ, thanks for taking some time out of your night
0: to join us on a late night. I appreciate it. And, and good luck this weekend. Thanks, TJ. Big Jed, we had some other stuff on the docket. We thought about hashtag racing answers. We thought about the final thought. I I know this probably isn't fair to our listeners, but like we told you at Bristol, you're lucky to get what you got. This is all we can do right here. It is 11 p.m. uh, Central Time. As I mentioned before, it's way past Jed's bedtime. It's past my bedtime. Jed was irritable when he got here, trying to get a, trying to get a parking spot. <laughs> Stuff's going wrong at work, and the last thing he wanted to do was podcast. I appreciate you coming up here, and big dead, But uh, we're going to cut this one a little bit shorter than normal. We'll be on next week, I'm sure, with the winner of the 22nd annual Million Dollar Race. I'll go ahead and call that now, unless somebody's so mad at us after they win the million that don't want to come on the podcast. I can't imagine that. <laughs>
1: That's we'll, not even possible.
0: We'll have the winner next week on the podcast.
1: Yeah. So, guys, that wraps us up. This is episode 48 and our every week uh, commitment to you. <laughs> it was tested once again <laughs> this week, but we lived up to it. Number 48 is in the books. want to say thanks to our sponsors. This is Bracket Racing Elite, Siebert Performance, and Racing RVs. Also, thanks to our guest, uh, TJ Tracy. Uh, great interview there, uh, talking about the first win back in 1996 of the $1 Million Dollar Drag Race. want to say thanks to pj north pj does all of our uh, music and our drops uh, does a great job you can find pj on all the major music outlets look him up and uh, definitely thanks to our assistant mark romeo his help is uh, has been very great addition to the show it might not have been a show this week if it hadn't been for mark romeo so thank you mark and uh, if you got ideas for shows You can message the Sportsman Drag Racing podcast page, or you can contact Mark Romeo on Facebook. And as I said, uh, we plan to release a show every week, and by George... It ain't easy, but we lived up to it once again, and uh, we want to keep doing that for you, so be sure to stay tuned for plenty more going forward.
0: Book it, all right? If we can do it this week, we can do it every week. (laughs) We've committed through 2017. I'm going to say after this, we will get through 2017 with a podcast every week. So make sure that you know about the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast every time that a new episode hits. Subscribe to... Whatever app you're accessing this podcast on now, we're on Apple Podcast, we're on Google Play Google Play, we're on Stitcher tell your friends about us. The The podcast viewership, or listenership, I guess you should say, is uh, growing every week, and uh, I think that that's a testament not only to Mark's work within our Facebook page, but uh, word of mouth. I think that that is the best advertisement we can have, so tell your friends about the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast, and as we typically do, we'll encourage you guys to get your local track involved. Go on up to the announcer deck and ask them if they will play portions of the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast during downtime at the track. If they do shoot us a message let us know we'll give them a shout out here on the podcast as per usual you can uh, become part of the conversation by following us on facebook commenting on our posts we are the sportsman drag racing podcast facebook page and as always as well you can touch base with us on twitter i am at luke bogacki that's b-o-g-a-c-k-i he is at jp11x Big Jeb, we're gonna book it. This show is this show
1: is done. Uh, done. The weekend's got nowhere to go, nowhere to go but up from here. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I looked at you the whole show, and it did. The weirdness was gone. Uh, yeah, no, it,
0: trash this this, show. This, no trash can
1: this. No trash can's been really good. I even took a selfie of the two of us sitting in this suite in Montgomery Motorsports or Montgomery Raceway Park, and uh, we're gonna get that on the Facebook page too, so everybody can see how weird we look sitting here. And I'm um, excited. This one's over, Luke. I still got to go get parked. <laughs> I got I, I got a lot to do and a short time, and uh, then it uh, looks like, by all accounts, I'm going to put in some 17-, 18-hour days here for the next three or four days. So uh, if I sound miserable, it's because I am, and uh, hopefully that picks up tomorrow after a little bit of sleep. Get you some lemons, big dog. It's going to be a long week. Yeah, thanks, bud. <laughs>
0: thanks, going, guys? Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week with uh, Saturday's Big Winter.
2: Banging on the door. Bump until I get in it Attitude like I am already winning it Foot breaking it